Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. First off, Happy New Year. The start of every year encourages promise and hope for the next year, which often means making changes. One thing that has gained popularity over the years is dry January. If you're not familiar with the movement, it's when someone commits to not drinking for the entire month of January. I've known many people who have taken on this challenge, but is it a good idea? Well, that depends. Today we'll discuss who should and who shouldn't consider the challenge and how to get the most out of it if you decide to do it. So buckle up, this is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. First, I want to apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy this week. A good friend of mine got married on a New Year's Eve cruise, and although I had an amazing time, cruise ships seemed to be a good place to pass around germs, and I was one of many of us that came home with a pretty nasty cold. So my voice might be a little off, my energy might be a little down, and the episode might be a little shorter, but we're still going to do this. One of the people I met on that cruise ship was a guy in his early 30s who maintained an extremely high level of intoxication for the entire four days we were on the boat. This was not someone I knew, but I always seemed to attract these people in any crowd. I call it drunk karma. I was the annoying drunk. I was the guy that talked way too close to you. I was the one that didn't realize I was talking many times louder than the rest of the room, even though I was right in front of you. And I was the repeater. It seemed like once I hit a certain level of intoxication, I was on about a 90-second loop of repeating the same things over and over. So if there's one person in the crowd that checks all those boxes, they are going to find me. And that is how I met this guy. I was sitting out on one of the patio decks reading a book, and he plopped into the lounger next to me. He said something to me, but he was so messed up at that point, I honestly didn't even know if he was speaking English. What's that? I asked. He looked over at me and says, oh, sorry, man, I'm so drunk, which was quickly followed up with him offering me a drink, me declining, him insisting, and me telling him that I don't drink anymore. Nothing, he asked. Not for over 12 years, man, is what I told him. This is when the conversation changed. He told me he was going to do dry January, and this cruise was his last big purge before the month sober. So what's the plans for February 1st, I asked him. I already have a four-day weekend plan, and I'm going to get smashed. I get asked by a lot of people if I think dry January is a good way to get sober or to cut back on drinking, and I always say it depends. For people like my drunk friend on the cruise ship, it probably will do more harm than good. When I asked him why he was doing it, he said his family and friends were all telling him he was an alcoholic, and he figured that if he could go a month without drinking, he would prove them wrong. And then he could go back to drinking as much as he wanted without getting shit from them since he proved that he can stop. So for him, there likely is no good outcome. He's either not going to make it the whole month, or if he does, he will just use it as a justification to continue to keep drinking as much as he wants. Not everyone is that extreme, though, with their plans for dry January. However, most people doing dry January are just planning on staying sober for January. While this might be a good reset for some people who casually drink and want to give it up as a good kickstart for their health for the new year, for people with a drinking problem, this would just be an attempt at sobriety with a predetermined relapse date. That doesn't mean not to do it, though. 
I'm a strong believer that any reason someone decides to get sober is a good enough reason to get started. So if you're planning a dry January, I have a few quick tips to get the most out of it. Number one, use the time to evaluate your relationship with alcohol. If you're on the fence about whether or not you have a drinking problem, quitting drinking is often the quickest way to see your level of dependence on it. You could usually gauge this by how much of the month you spend thinking about not drinking. Now, if you know you have a drinking problem, yet have trouble committing to sobriety for more than just a month, this is something that should be explored. A good place to start would be by asking yourself what fears are keeping you from committing for good. Number two, don't just sit around simply not drinking. This is why so many people think sobriety is boring. The most miserable times I had being sober was when I did nothing but sit around thinking about being sober. Use the time productively. We all have a list of what I call some days. All the hobbies we want to try, all the places we want to go, the people we want to reconnect with, all the things that have been sent to the land of someday. Spend the month exploring that land, rediscovering discarded passions, trying new hobbies, and finding things in life that you enjoy. Doing that leads us to number three, which is to challenge your beliefs about what living sober looks like. It is natural when we're experiencing a difficult change to look at all the things we think we have to give up. It is also important to focus on the benefits of quitting drinking too. This needs to be benefits that are important and meaningful to you. For example, one of the benefits you see often that happens when you quit drinking is that your skin gets clear. For some, that is a huge win. For me, not so much. But I knew I hated that I was destroying the relationships in my life when I was drinking. So focusing on rebuilding those was something that was important to me in early sobriety. To find these, you just need to look at the parts of your drinking that concern you. Maybe you've been slipping up at work. Then use dry January to start repairing those damages caused at work and reestablish yourself as someone who could be counted on again. Did you have a drunken argument with a sibling a few months ago and you guys haven't talked since? This would also be a good month to pick up the phone and say I'm sorry and start to rebuild those relationships. Sobriety isn't just about quitting drinking. It is about building the life that we desire that alcohol may have been holding us back from. Use this month to start taking steps towards that new life. Suggestion number four would be to journal every day. How you do it is not important. I've tried everything from rating my moods and how I performed in each category of my life to writing gratitude lists to doing the daily inventory in the big book when I was still going to AA. But for me personally, I find the best method is just to sit down and start writing what's on my mind. I find when I do that, whatever needs to come out comes out. But find whatever works for you and what you're going to be the most likely to be able to do on a daily basis because having that is important for the last suggestion, which is number five. Reevaluate your month before ending the challenge. Look through your journals and see the things that you enjoyed about not drinking. Look back at the things that concerned you about your drinking to the point that you felt a need to take a month off. What are your motivations for going back to drinking? Are you going to try to drink less if you start again? If you made progress on some goals or repairing some relationships, what are your plans moving forward to not kill that momentum? Then ask yourself this one final question. Is it worth it to go back? Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. 
This week, I want you to think of one person that you think will benefit from listening to this podcast and send it to them. Be the person who plants a positive seed in someone else's life. You never know how much it could impact them. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.